Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. Well, we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, and especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill their promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Pray on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects, vast and cool and unsympathetic, regarded our planet with envious eyes. 
Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. Welcome to the Secret Teachings Radio Broadcast. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Thank you for joining us this morning, this afternoon, tonight, whenever and wherever you are listening. As we broadcast around the world on the Fringe FM talk stream live in the Paranormal Radio app. The date is Monday, February 21st into Tuesday, February 22nd, 2022. And we welcome you to the broadcast. If you're listening in the free archive on our website or any of the numerous podcast or radio platforms or in our advertisement free archive all of our subscribers over on the secretteachings.info thank you for tuning in to the broadcast we really appreciate you being here and listening to what we have to tell you we've been on air now for over 10 years started out with live radio over 10 years ago bounced around from network to network to network live radio podcast now we're kind of in a middle position live radio shows monday through friday and then the podcast goes up the recording of the show goes up and you can access it for free or you can get the ad-free version of the show if you want to support us financially and get more content over on our website at thesecretteachings.info you may be able to tell that my voice sounds maybe a little bit different tonight or maybe it's just all in my head. I, I kind of think my voice sounds a little bit different tonight, and that's because last week I had a fantastic uh, Monday and Tuesday. I was really getting into some uh, getting into some uh, some content, let's say. And uh, then I woke up Wednesday morning, and uh, my throat was swollen very, very horribly, and I got worse throughout the day. Decided not to do a show Wednesday, thought maybe it'll be better Thursday. I thought maybe it was the cold air, and then uh, it got worse Thursday. So obviously I missed three shows last week and uh, did not have, um, even if I had uh, you know radio on the weekend, uh, there's no way I would have been able to do radio even yesterday. <clears throat> See, even now it's kind of cracking up. I, um, I don't know what it was. Uh, I felt fine, though. You know, I wasn't really worn out, wasn't really tired, just had this... Um, really sore, swollen. It almost felt like, you know, I swallowed like a, 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 some kind of razor or something. It was just inflamed and it, it was really bad. Um, I didn't drink anything hot and burn it. I don't, I don't know what it was, but I woke up. I, th- I think what it was, was last Sunday. I, I normally don't eat like, um, a lot of really processed high, uh, salt, fat, sugar foods, like consistently and, and all at once. So I ate a bunch of that during the Super Bowl, and then I didn't sleep all pretty much Sunday night or Monday night. I barely slept Monday night either. So a couple of nights of no sleeping, lots of sugary, salty, you know, Super Bowl food that I, even though I made it homemade, most of it, uh, I think that's what wore me out and uh, my body shut down and I'm still getting over it. My voice, I, I know it sounds a little bit different to me and, uh, it might sound the same to you, but to me, it sounds a little bit different. I feel kind of <clears throat> like I'm straining a little bit and it does kind of still hurt to talk, but it is Monday and uh, I did not want to miss another show. I am able to talk. So I thought we would go ahead and 
get back on air tonight. <clears throat> There's so much. You have to excuse that <laughs> throughout the show tonight. They <clears throat> Uh, there's so much to discuss. Uh, I had shows planned last week. We had uh, guests planned that I had to reschedule. I had a show on, uh, well, I did get to watch a movie while I was down and uh, out. Uh, I watched the, the Moonfall movie. Uh, it was not a very good movie. Uh, I thought 2012, uh, the other Emmerich film, was a little bit better. I think Independence Day is my favorite uh, you know, big big-time disaster movie, but... Uh, Moonfall was okay. Uh, I, I wouldn't even really recommend watching it. Honestly, it was a pretty horrible movie. It was way too fast. If it was, if it would have been like two hours long and they'd have gotten into the story more, but I'm, I'm like six minutes in and the moon's already fallen out of the sky. It was, it was, it was not a good movie. Uh, but it was interesting because it, it brought, uh, not just the hollow moon subject into a, into a blockbuster film, but it also brought a black nanotech and artificial intelligence. So it was like this black nanotech swarm or kind of like a black goo transformable matter type thing. Very similar to Transformers. Very similar to like Big Hero 6. Uh, very similar to a lot of other movies and TV shows and science fiction, comic books, etc. So that was kind of interesting. Uh, and I had a show planned on that last week. I made the montage and I was going to do that Friday. I just I just did not have have the the throat capacity to do that. And you know, then of course, you know, there were some people that got really upset at me last week. I can't believe you're not doing radio. You're a sellout. And I'm thinking, S -s what did I sell out to? <laughs> I can't talk. My throat's my throat's swollen shut. I have like three people cancel their subscriptions on me. You know that three people canceled their subscriptions because I didn't do a show for three days last week. I I, I don't know what that is. What do you think? Because I. I, I made an announcement that I was unable to talk, that I'm, I'm skipping out. What is, it, what is wrong with people? It's just that, em, that emotion, that hysteria, it just, everybody's grasped by that. Yeah, three people canceled their subscriptions last week <laughs> because, because my throat was swollen shut. It's really, really nice. Um, this happens like once a year to me. I think it's like a, I think it's like a detox. And it usually happens around this time of the year anyway. So, you know, Super Bowl... I'm up late. I don't really sleep well that week because I'm always, you know, people know us for our Super Bowl show. So we're always trying to get to the, get to the, uh, the public's attention, all of the, the detailed esoteric imagery and whatnot that we see. Uh, a lot of it's archetypical. A lot of it's subconscious. A lot of it is, and most of it, almost none of it is satanic or the Illuminati, you know. But once we got past the uh, the Super Bowl this week and, you know, I had to reschedule some guests and I started just kind of, I was just reading. I just did a lot of reading this week. I did a lot of sleeping too. And uh, I started to notice some things that I decided to put together for tonight's show. And once again, you know, these are things that I, I get really irritated sometimes uh, in my personal life and in regards particularly to radio. Because, you know, I've been doing this for over 10 years, over 10 years. And granted, 10 years ago, when I started in 2009, I was, I wasn't even an amateur. You know, I didn't know how to push the record button. I didn't know how to do anything. Uh, maybe seven years ago, I started to become more professional. I learned this trade. I learned how to do radio. There's an enormous difference between a live radio show even a recorded radio show 
and a podcast. This is not a podcast. And to me, since this is who I am, you know, those little discrepancies kind of irritate me. What really irritates me is, you know, 11 years ago, 12 years ago, when I first began, over a decade ago, I was talking about some of the same types of things that people today are talking about in the podcast radio world. And it's like, you know, people learn things for the first time and then they tell people those things. And then it's like, well, that person's the expert. And it's like, there have been so many people that have made the same statements, the same kinds of comments for years and years and years and years and years and years and years. And and nobody cared. And the few people that did care, you know, you know who you are. And that's, that's it. It's just, this, this is what bothers me. This is what bothers me. For two years now, almost, what, three years, almost three years now, I've sat here, you've probably told your family, you've probably told your friends, that from the beginning of the so-called pandemic, up until right now, and maybe you figured it out halfway through, maybe you figured it out a year ago, maybe you figured it out a couple of months into it, that something wasn't right. The, the numbers weren't being recorded properly because suddenly nobody got the flu, right? And suddenly people that were in car wrecks were dying of COVID. And George Floyd died of COVID. Did you know that? It's on the autopsy. The, the report, he had COVID when he died. He died of COVID-19. We started to think, this is really strange. Well, why, why, why are heart disease cases people dying of heart disease, why are those declining? Why are people being denied service for all other, all other medical needs, and yet hospitals you know, have, have uh, the time and the space for nurses to do dancing TikTok videos? How, how is it that just none of this seems to add up, right? Maybe you figured that out early. Maybe you figured it out last week. Maybe you figured it out sometime in the middle. Doesn't really matter. But I remember telling the people that I, I was working with, uh, including my manager at the time. And I remember telling you as an audience, I mean, I didn't know what was going on, you know, exactly the first week or two that things were happening the end of December into January. But we were reporting on, you know, news reports that were coming out of China uh, late December, <laughs> way before the so-called pandemic began. And I remember telling people, I don't buy this. I don't buy the stories, I mean, contagion, infectious agent, whatever you want to call it, biological weapon, call it whatever you want to call it. I just don't buy this this narrative that there's something not right about it. And time after 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 time, I've been proven right, you've been proven right, just something isn't right, and we, we feel that innately, and then it turns out to be true. And, you know, see, it's like all the, all the behavioral psychology that has to be employed to change your perspective, to change your mind, and to place, to plant reasonable doubt shows you that this is not about science. This is about psychology. This is about social control. It's about controlling your perception of reality whether that's through statistics or it's, I mean, a lot of it, most of it's through statistics. 
you know, and, and just changing words like dying with as opposed to dying from. It's all psychology. And I've been saying that since, since this thing began. And we've been talking about the, the importance and the nature of psychology and psychiatry, why I don't trust psychologists and I don't trust psychiatrists and I never have. Even when I was a kid before I learned any of this stuff, I never really trusted psychologists and I went to a bunch of them you know, because I thought differently, so I must have had a mental problem, a mental condition that needed to be analyzed in a clinical setting. I just didn't trust them. And now we find that psychologists are running the world. It's not scientists. It's psychologists and psychopaths. They run the world. It's not a conspiracy. It's a fact. Psychologists mold your perception of corporate products and, you know, logos and brand recognition. Psychologists, call them advertisers, marketers, they sell you on what school to go to. They sell you, hell, they sell you on what radio show to listen to, what TV show to watch. Psychology is everything. Everything is psychology. And so that's why, you know, we did a show two weeks ago on Johnson & Johnson, right? Johnson & Johnson had for years known about the uh, the carcinogenic nature of the talc powder, among other things. I mean, they've also, with their shampoo uh, uh, purchase, the company they purchased uh, that they were using uh, chemicals in a shampoo that they knew were a carcinogen. They, I mean, Johnson, <laughs> Johnson Johnson is a really horrible, evil company. And Johnson & Johnson literally pulled their talc powder from shelves in the United States and said the reason that we pulled the talc powder, the, the, I guess there are some people getting together that are shareholders, and they're trying to force a vote to pull the talc powder everywhere around the world. But Johnson & Johnson was like, listen, the only reason we pulled this talc powder, it's not because we know that it's contaminated. It's not because we know that it's, it's dangerous. We, it's not because we know that people got ovarian cancer. We pulled it because you're too stupid. That's, that's what Johnson & Johnson said. We pulled it because you're too stupid. The consumer doesn't understand that our talc powder is safe, so we decided to pull it. And I thought that was a weird statement. I thought maybe Johnson & Johnson, maybe they just misspoke. What, what, what kind of company would literally, in the midst of over, over 30,000 lawsuits over the talc powder, what kind of company would say the only reason we pulled it was because you're too stupid and you think that it's going to give you ovarian cancer. Like, literally, that's, that's what Johnson & Johnson said. They thought you were too stupid as a consumer, so they pulled it. I, 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 I just, I couldn't believe that. But that is not just how Johnson & Johnson looks at their customer base. That's not how Johnson & Johnson looks, you know, just how they look at the, the general public. That's how the Centers for Disease Control looks at the general public. The New York Times published an article on Sunday Okay, February 20th. This is just a stunning admission. And it says, the CDC isn't publishing large portions of the COVID data it collects. Well, why do you think that is? A lot of reasons, but here's one of them. One reason is, according to the New York Times, quote, fear that the information might be misrepresented. So because the public's too stupid to comprehend it, you too stupid to understand what the CDC is doing. They're just not going to publish 
a large amount of data relating to age, race, vaccine status, quote-unquote breakthrough cases, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Literally, literally, the same legal, psychological, social talking point that Johnson & Johnson used. Why are they using the same talking point? Why is the New York Times, the CDC, Johnson & Johnson, why are they using the same talking point? We didn't pull our talc powder because it's dangerous. We pulled the talc powder because you too stupid to understand that our talc powder isn't poisonous, although it is, and we had to pull it for liability reasons. Why is the CDC using the same talking point? Well, we have all this data by age and race and vaccine status and people in the hospitals and people dying and whether they've been vaccinated or not and whether they've been fully vaccinated. They might have got one vaccine, but they didn't get the second one yet, so they're still unvaccinated technically. Why is the CDC using that same talking point? You're too stupid to understand. And it's like that Charlie Kelly from uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, the Kit Mittens. He's like, you so stupid. That's what the CDC is saying. You so stupid. The New York Times is like, you so stupid. You you misinterpret the data. You're not doctors. And this this is what I'm noticing. You know, there are people on TikTok and YouTube and all the, I don't even understand them, all these social media platforms that just pump your information into communist China. And there are people that are literally, and not, not a few, a lot, a lot of people that are literally being paid. It's not a conspiracy. They're just literally being paid. These are influencers on social media that are being paid to tell their audiences that they got a vaccine, that they like the vaccine, that you should get a vaccine. Some of them are being paid thousands of dollars, and some of them have said, I don't want to do this, and they've made videos showing, here's the letter. This is from, you know, Pfizer, Moderna, whatever, and this is, they're going to pay me and encouraging me to encourage my audience to take a vaccine. Now, that's not science. That's psychology. That's coercion. That's trying to persuade people to do something based on an Instagram or a social media following, whatever it is, TikTok. That's really suspicious, don't you think? In fact, it's not just suspicious. That's got to be criminal, especially considering that this has been going on for over a year, and most of these vaccines aren't even, they don't even have a a stamp of approval from the FDA. Yeah, now there's spike vax from Moderna, right? And there's Pfizer, BioNTech, Comirnaty. Neither one of them, you you can't even find them on the market. But the, the, the point is, this is what social media has been used for, right? It's been used to encourage people to, to do this because these are influencers. So we should listen to these influence, which is really sad because you've got probably like, you know, 16 year old girls, you've got like 15, 17 year old boys or whatever. I don't know what people watch on these platforms. Okay. They could disappear tomorrow. I, I, I would be, I would have absolutely no idea they even existed in the first place, okay, if it wasn't for people telling me about them. I, I don't know what they are. I don't deal with social media platforms like that. I sure as hell, I'm not going to use TikTok. My friend Mike D keeps telling me to use TikTok. I'm like, no, TikTok just literally just pumps the data into, into China. I don't, I'm not giving them more information. They don't need more information about me. But on social media, I do use Facebook. I, I've got Gab. I've got Gitter. I don't really know how to promote those well. I mean, even Gab won't let me post stuff half the time. I don't trust Gab. I don't trust the conservative social media platform. As far as I'm concerned, Gab is just as bad as Facebook. I don't know where the hell Gitter is publishing my data. 
who they're giving it to, they're all bad. They're all terrible as far as I'm concerned. I don't care if they're conservative or they're liberal or they're down. I don't care what they are. They're all terrible. So I've started to notice a similar trend on Facebook. I mean, obviously, this has been going on for a long time, but I don't use Facebook that much. So I just I saw this guy post something. This is this is just stunning. I saw this guy post something about the the truckers in Canada, right? I don't know who this guy was. Somehow he's a friend of mine on Facebook. I'm like, who is this guy? So I, I mean, we have a lot of listeners in Canada, but I don't know who this guy is. And I said, well, that's, it's a great way. He was, he was demeaning, you know, the, the truck protesters, the freedom convoy, as they call it, which I don't like that name either, but the freedom convoy in Canada. And I said, well, that's just a great way to demean people that don't want to take a, you know, an experimental shot and a great way to demean people that are hard workers and a great way to demean people that are standing up for what they believe in, you know, et cetera. And I end up getting in a discussion with this guy about how he's a doctor. And if those truckers don't take shots, the pandemic isn't going to end. And I know, and like I had a couple of words with him and then I realized, first of all, I don't know who this guy is. So he's clearly not someone I befriended. And I'm very meticulous about how I befriend people on Facebook. So, and I've noticed this a lot on Facebook. Suddenly, people that I don't know will become my friends. And then they start, I mean, this guy literally said, vaccines are, one. these are wonderful vaccines. I mean, he, he talking like, like he's, he's either Dr. Fauci or he's Donald Trump. These are fantastic, the best. Va- and I'm thinking, that's, that, that's not how a doctor should talk. <laughs> and I realized... This guy's literally just been added to my Facebook page. I can't imagine how many more people have been added to my or other Facebook pages. And I don't know if this guy was working for somebody or if he was a bot or a troll or I I don't know. But it's very similar to those people on social media. It's very similar to people that are literally being paid to peddle what they're being paid to peddle. Not because they believe it, but because they've got a platform, a large audience, and they can say those things. And they're being paid to say those things. It's all psychology. So I go back, Johnson & Johnson. What did Johnson & Johnson say? You're too stupid to understand why we pulled the talc powder. And the CDC is saying the same thing. You're too stupid to understand the data if we were to publish it. That's what the CDC is saying. You're too stupid to understand the data. You would just misinterpret it. This is pretty important. And we're going to talk about this tonight on The Secret Teachings and a lot more. So you don't want to go anywhere my first show back in about a week and I think I've got quite a bit that you're going to want to pay attention to tonight stuff that you can all cross-reference stuff that you can find for yourself you know like when we told you that those swabs that they were sticking up your nose or some people got them stuck up their butts in China that those were going to be used for DNA analysis and collection well once again We were right. The CDC has announced also that those swabs are used to analyze, well, not only the genomic sequencing of the so-called virus, but they've got your DNA on those swabs, and they're giving it to researchers around the world. I guess we were right again about that. And a lot more. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings the music white bat audio we'll be back
It's the Secret Teachings Radio, one of the homes of the original Super Bowl analysis, exclusively airing on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. The Secret Teachings is finally available on nearly every podcast platform, from Apple to Spotify and Podcast Addict. Also available is The Secret Teachings Weekends, our one-hour Saturday morning show. Search the name and start listening today for free. But if you want to avoid those annoying ads, head on over to thesecretteachings.info and subscribe to the ad-free archive. It's got old shows, new shows, and you can also download Ryan's digital books. Subscribe today. What are you waiting for? The end of the world? If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hold years of my research in your hands, visit our website and grab physical and digital copies of my books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, magic, theology, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. And food philosophy might just change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. Remember, shipping is always included with the books. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and get your copy today. The Secret Teachings is now on Gab and Getter. Search Ryan Gable on both to find the show or stick with The Secret Teachings in the Metaverse. This is Michael Strange from Troubled Minds. Did you hear that scientists recently discovered radio waves coming from Proxima Centauri? Well, I cannot confirm nor deny we are broadcasting from that neck of the woods. You are listening to KTLK, The Fringe FM. Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You love the new Paranormal Radio app from TalkStream Live. You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in paranormal talk entertainment, including the network you're listening to right now. The Paranormal Radio app, free in Google Play and the iOS App Store. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell. My website is jordanmaxwellshow.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with your host, Ryan Gable. Do you have everything you need to explore The Secret Teachings? I've got my secret socks on and my secret TV and my secret TV channel. Looks like SpongeBob's ready. Are you? Hey, this is Charlie Robinson, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. This is David Icke from DavidIcke.com, author of The Phantom Self and The Perception Deception. And you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. All right, that first segment was a little bit of a warm-up for me. I think my voice is a little bit better now. You're listening to The Secret Teachings. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Thank you for joining us. I've got the Centers for Disease Control saying that they are not going to publish a large amount of information pertaining to COVID-19, vaccines, etc., etc., due to the fact that you're so stupid, you would just misinterpret it anyway. I've got the CDC in a tweet literally saying that 10% of your PCR tests 
that they're not supposed to be using anymore because MoLogic now is supplying the tests owned by George Soros and Bill Gates. Literally, that was Forbes magazine. There's a 10% chance that your PCR test ended up in a laboratory for genomic sequencing. Now, of course, even Newsweek picked this story up, but they said what everybody else in the mainstream media said. Don't worry. It's not a DNA swab. It's a COVID-19 swab. In other words, they're only looking at the genomics of the virus. They're not going to analyze your DNA. But it's really convenient that your DNA is still on that swab and it's being shipped to scientists and has been shipped to scientists from the very beginning all over the world. Very, very convenient. It's a amplified version of 23andMe and Ancestry. And all. I remember one time I had this guy email me. He heard the show we did. This was after my son was born a couple of years ago where you know, I did a number of shows on the vitamin K shot and uh, some of the laws in, in the state of New York. And, you know, we had opt out forms we provided from different states for people that were uh, they were having babies or their, you know, their cousin or their sister or their daughter, or whatever. They were having babies and they wanted to opt out of the of the vitamin shot or they wanted to opt out of the hepatitis shot or they wanted to opt out of the blood screening. Right. We did, I don't know, probably half a dozen shows on this stuff from, from my personal experience and what I learned with, with my son being born. And this guy emailed me after one of those shows. And like, I don't want to laugh at him, but it, and he was very sincere. He was very nice, but it was so funny. He was like, holy. And he's it's like cursing and he's very upset. He's like, how do, I, how do I get my DNA back from the DNA test? And I, it's just like, dude, I don't know. <laughs> you, you gave them your DNA. You're not going to get it back. All right, that belongs. Well, now we know it belongs to... to to Klaus Schwab, but it belongs to communist China. It belongs to the NSA. It belongs to the Mormon church. It belongs to the Vatican. It belongs to Google. It belongs to YouTube. It belongs to, it belongs to Silicon Valley. Okay. 23andMe ancestry, all this ancestral relationship between Google and these, these big companies, the, the Silicon Valley companies, Facebook, and of course, you know, countries like China. I mean, Google built the firewall for China. They call it dragonfly. The, 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 this this is all it's all part of the same network. I mean, you're not giving your DNA to a to a benign mom and pop DNA testing company, that, and they're doing this rigorous testing, and they're they're looking at the genomic sequence, and they're like, okay, we found that that Ryan has this much this much percentage of of that, and this much percentage of this. It's literally just being dumped into a database, and then GlaxoSmithKline, I think it was GlaxoSmithKline, they paid. Oh, was it over three? It was like $350 million. So it was over a quarter of a billion dollars to get access to one of these databases. They just bought shares in the company. And because like the company's like, well, we don't, we don't share that data with anybody. And then GlaxoSmithKline just bought, you know, <laughs> they just bought shares in the company. And now they have that, that data. So let me see if I can find that GlaxoSmithKline. I don't have a team of people here, so I have to look this up myself. GlaxoSmithKline buys DNA testing i think it was like, i think it was 350 million but look look at this they, they, yep there it is there's fortune fortune magazine there's a bunch of them glaxosmith klein is acquiring a 300 million dollar stake in genetic testing company 23 and me <gasps> well let's look, look, look at that and then and what does their 300 million dollar stake get them it gets them access to the 23 and me genetic database 
And then if Ryan says it, Ryan's crazy. If you say it, you're crazy. But there it is. 23 and me. GlaxoSmithKline. Oh, and then 23 and me just so happens to be located right next to the headquarters of Facebook and Google. And remember the CEO, Anne Wojcicki of uh, YouTube, the ex-wife of Sergey Brin, the founder of Google. And, uh, or actually it was Susan Wojcicki is the CEO of YouTube, uh, which is owned by Google, whose founder is the ex-husband of Anne Wojcicki, or Wojcicki, who runs uh, 23andMe. So it's just one big ancestral relationship. Sometimes doing this off the top of my head, I you can get it backwards, but that's, yeah, it's literally, yeah, Google, YouTube, 23andMe, it's just all one big ancestral relationship. So yeah, if you gave your DNA away, there's not, no way to get it back, but those swabs, the Klaus swabs, they put them up your nose and they send them away for testing. So we've got that tonight. We've also got Pfizer and Moderna stocks crashing. And we have, uh, if you're too fat now, they have a vaccine to make you less fat, literally. So those are some of the big things we're going to hit on tonight. Uh, I, I just can't believe, I cannot believe, seriously, that I'm going to try to be nice about this. From the very beginning, I told people I'm not getting a test. I told people I'm not wearing a mask. I told people I'm not participating in the lockdown. I told people I'm not participating in this because it is a giant scam. Now, the first couple of weeks, nobody knew. But after a couple of weeks, we started to figure it out. This isn't about curbing, you know, mitigating the spread. This is about control. And if you lock down for two weeks, you're never coming out of lockdown. You put that mask on your face, you're never taking that mask off your face. You start testing, you're never going to stop testing. You start doing what they tell you to do because you're afraid, you want security and safety, you're never getting your freedom back ever. People told me I was crazy. People probably told you you were crazy. And guess what? Guess where we are? So this is the Centers for Disease Control. The Centers for Disease Control is not going to publish large portions of their COVID data now. They're just going to tell you, we're not going to publish any more data. We're done. Because every time we publish it, people misinterpret it. It's hard to misinterpret their website saying that 95%, 95-96%, they've changed it a few times. It was 94, then it's 95, then it's like 95, 96% of the people who have died, have died of other conditions, right? It's hard to misinterpret that. It's pretty straightforward, but here's the New York Times reporting about the CDC's data as of Sunday. For more than a year, the CDC has collected data on hospitalizations for COVID-19 in the United States and broken it down by age, race, and vaccine status. But it has not made most of the information public. Why would they not make the information public? Well, you're too stupid. That's why. When the CDC published the first significant data on the effectiveness of boosters in adults younger than 65 weeks, uh, 65, two weeks ago, excuse me, it left out the numbers for a huge portion of that population, 18 to 49-year-olds. That's a pretty big portion of the population, 18 to 49-year-olds. That group was left out. 
Why? Well, they said that group was least likely to benefit from extra shots because the first two doses already left them well-protected. Well-protected even though they still get sick or they still test positive, but they're not sick. Two full years into the pandemic, the agency leading the country's response to the public health emergency has published only a tiny fraction of the data it has collected. How is that possible? How can you not, at first, isolate the virus and purify it, and yet create an mRNA vaccine for said virus? How can you, and that's according to the CDC back in mid-2020, late 2020, even into early 2021, mid-2021, and then how can you have all this data, not publish it, and still make recommendations on data that's not been published, on information that's not been published, and tell people, we don't, we don't really want to release this information. You'll misinterpret it. I mean, if that's not gaslighting, I don't know what is. I mean, that'd be like, you know, a husband or a wife and the, and their, or a boyfriend or a girlfriend, you know, and they're, they're cheating on one another. And, you know, one of them's got like naked pictures of, you know, like a, like a dick pic or something on her phone or the guy's got like tit pics and she's like, just just show me your phone. And if, if you're not cheating on me, just show me your phone. It, it's okay. I'm not showing you my phone. She's like, well, then, you know, I can't help but think you're lying to me, right? He's like, well, if I show you the phone, then you'll see the tit pics, and then you'll know I was lying to you. You'll just misinterpret those tit pics. You know, or she's, she's like, you'll just, honey, you'll just misinterpret the dick pic, okay? He was feeling insecure about it. He sent me the picture. He wanted me to see what it looked like. It's just like, this is how... This is how health officials, this is how scientists choose to conduct their business. We we could show you the data, okay? But if we show it to you, you're so stupid, you'd misinterpret it. You'd think that 85, 90% of the people that got vaccinated, you'd think that they they wouldn't be sick. Our data shows that they are, or they're testing positive. But, you know, I mean, that's just your fault. You're misinterpreting it. We need you to think that 85, 90% of the people that got vaccinated never got sick, never tested positive. I mean, the fact that they're testing positive at a higher rate doesn't mean anything. You're just misinterpreting that. Or you're misinterpreting. You're misinterpreting that we don't classify people fully vaccinated until they've had two or three, four, five, six shots, right? So you got three shots, you went to the hospital. That's still an unvaccinated death. You're misinterpreting. You're, you're, too, you're too stupid, okay? You're just too stupid. You don't know. I mean, this has got to, the fact that the CDC isn't publishing this data, there needs to be a congressional investigation of this. The problem is we don't have enough Congress to do these investigations. We don't have enough lawyers to sue these people. This is just beyond evil. It is beyond illegal. It is beyond comprehension. Literally, we're not going to show it to you because you just misinterpret it. So do you know what they've been relying on for booster recommendations in the United States? Not the CDC data. They've been relying on data from Israel, according to the New York Times. Without the booster data for 18 to 49-year-olds, the outside experts whom federal health agencies look to for advice had to rely on numbers from Israel to make their recommendations on the shot. So you're not even making recommendations, not laws, recommendations based on public health information in the United States, you're making 
recommendations, not laws, based on public health information in a closed society like Israel. How does that work? Should we here in the States also be making, I don't know, let's see, should we be making environmental decisions based on how the Chinese run their their little world, their government? Should we be making decisions on whether we should run or operate, you know, coal-powered plants based on what China does? You know, should we, we don't really have the the engineers and the architects to build a sound, you know, dam or a sound building. So we're going to rely on what the Chinese do. How does that work out in China? Buildings collapsing, dams exploding because they don't, I mean, did you see the Olympic Village? The thing was falling apart, leaking. The, the roof was leaking. The water was in, you know, coming through the, the light sockets because it's, there's no, they just build things with no guidelines, and then it collapses and kills 100,000 people. They, they, don't, they don't care. There's no bottom to the madness. So you need some kind of regulation, or that happens. And here in the States, we don't even, we don't forget about our, our 18 to 49-year-olds. Let's see what happened in Israel. Oh, you mean a country that had like 90-plus percent of its population vaccinated, and they've got the highest rates of COVID in the world? So now they're like, well, let's move on to a fourth shot and a fifth shot and a sixth shot. Definition of insanity. Kristen Nordland, spokeswoman for the CDC, said the agency has been slow to release the different streams of data because, quote, basically at the end of the day, it's not yet ready for prime time. Okay. She said the agency's, quote, priority when gathering any data is to ensure that it's accurate and actionable. These are just propaganda terms, it's actionable, okay? So basically, at the end of the day, you're not releasing the data because you said it's not ready, quote, for prime time. Is that like Monday Night Football prime time? Is that like, uh, you know, prime time, 9 p.m. television? What, what, what is that? What do you mean prime time? You mean for the whole world to see the data is not ready? Do you have to black some things out? Do you have to scrub some of the data? Do you have to change things, manipulate things, delete things, add things? What do you mean it's not ready for prime time? Vaccines were rolled out. Emergency use authorization, rubber stamps, can't find the actual community spike vax vaccines, but those are rolled out safe and effective. Hell, the FDA and Pfizer wanted till 2096 to release All that wonderful safety data, right? Federal judge in Texas said, no, you got to release that. 55,000 pages over the next handful of months. Of course, the media has been almost silent on that. And uh, I guess if the vaccine was ready for prime time that fast, then the CDC should release this information. The CDC should release the data because the data should be ready for prime time. I mean, if we're releasing something that has adverse reactions, I, I don't see how could there how how could there be an adverse reaction to data from the Centers for Disease Control? What how how horrible is this data? Well, according to Kristen Nordland, spokesperson for the CDC, I'm sure she sleeps really well at night. Another reason is fear that the information might be misinterpreted. You know, because you're not a doctor. I'm not a doctor, so I can't understand basic information. The CDC is a political organization as much as it is a public health organization, according to Samuel 
Scarpino, Managing Director of Pathogen Surveillance at the Rockefeller Foundation's Pandemic Prevention Institute. Yes, probably where they designed Operation Lockstep. The steps that it takes to get something like this released are often well outside of the control of any uh, or many of the scientists that work at the CDC. Oh, now that's interesting because that is virtually exactly what the FDA said in court about those tens of thousands of vaccine safety documents that a FOIA request demanded be released. The FDA said, we don't have enough people, we don't have enough time, so we just would like till 2096 to release this. And according to the Rockefeller Foundation, it's the exact same thing. The CDC just doesn't have enough people in time to release the data. Really? They don't have enough people in time. Well, then that should be the argument for everything. Every mask recommendation, every lockdown, every mitigation, everything that they tell us, we should say, well, I don't think you have enough data on that. I don't think you have enough people to work on this. We don't have enough people. We don't have enough time. It's just it, the steps that it takes to get something like this released are outside of the, the control of the scientists that work at the CDC. And I just don't have enough. We can't do it. According to the New York Times, the performance of vaccines and boosters, particularly in younger adults, is among the most glaring omission in data the CDC has made public. Yeah, it's not an omission of data. It's large chunks of pertinent information that they are intentionally concealing. The New York Times also says that, of course, the agency, CDC, came under fire for not tracking so-called breakthrough infections in vaccinated Americans and focusing only on individuals who became ill enough to be hospitalized or die. Yes, and then those people that were hospitalized and died, a lot of them had vaccines, but because those vaccines, maybe they got one and then they were at, mm, I don't know, they were at like another week or two into the second, after the second one, into the second one. They weren't fully vaccinated yet. They died, That they died of COVID. It's all psychology. And the CDC is like, well... I mean, you're too stupid. It would be misinterpreted. You don't understand it. You're not doctors. You're not scientists. But we don't have enough doctors and scientists to sit down and go through all the data, so that's why we can't release it. Meanwhile, CDC Twitter, remember the COVID-19 nose swab test you took? What happened to the swab? It was processed with a PCR test. Remember those tests? Well, if he got a PCR test, there's a 10% chance it ended up in a lab for genomic sequencing analysis. Learn more about the process and its importance, the CDC says. Yes, learn more about the process and its importance. Can you believe that? Can you believe they're now openly admitting they took at least 10% of those swabs and they just gave them away? Just gave them away. Now, of course, the scientists say, look, we only look at the genetic makeup of the virus. We don't look at the DNA of humans. But here's the problem. That data, that information, those swabs, which do have your DNA on them, those swabs were distributed from local, state, and federal agencies to academia, clinical labs, domestically, and internationally. 
That means that you got a sniffle. You go get a PCR test. Test negative. They don't really care if it's negative or positive. They throw it in a container and they ship it off to a lab somewhere. You test positive. They throw it in a container and ship it off to a lab somewhere. Remember when they told us, no, these tests are just conducted and then they're done and then that's it. Don't worry about it. Well, now they're like, well, we did take some of those tests. It'll come out that they took more than some of those tests. And it wouldn't matter if they were positive or negative. They took the tests and they they used them to conduct experiments. You know, it's same reason GlaxoSmithKline paid, you know, half a billion or a quarter billion, a little over a quarter billion dollars to uh, 23andMe to get stake in the company so that they could uh, do genetic drug testing on your DNA. It's the same reason they prick the baby's foot in the hospital so that they can get the blood sample and they share that with the state and state laboratories and private laboratories and God knows who else. And here's Newsweek. CDC says 10% of COVID swabs sent to genome lab raising privacy questions. You think so? Professor of epidemiology and nutrition at Harvard, Albert Ascario. Ascario said, Quote, there is no need to test human DNA, but of course, it will be there on the swab, so it could be tested, which is probably what people may worry about if they are in a conspiracy mood. End quote. In a conspiracy mood. You mean when I sat here two, two and a half years ago, and I told you that those tests were used for genetic DNA collecting, and people said, I'm crazy? And then the CDC is like, oh, hey, remember those tests you took? And all the morons are like, yes, I remember the tests. Well, we took some of those tests and we gave them to local and state and federal agencies and academia and labs and we sent them around the world. And they tested the virus. But what about my DNA? Don't worry, we, we didn't test for your DNA. We just tested for the virus. But isn't my DNA on the swab? Well, yes, it is. But they're not testing for those those genes. Just the virus. Don't you love how distorted this is? Because here's the thing. They said 10% of those tests were used for genomic sequencing. Now, I'm not saying that 90% were used for DNA sequencing of your DNA. But this is how psychology and this is how wordplay work. If 90% of them were used for DNA analysis, for collecting your DNA, they can say, well, 10% were used for genomic sequencing. And everybody's like, okay, good. So 10% is genomic sequencing. They needed to do that to track the virus. That's okay. I'm fine with that. I'm a little bit concerned about my DNA, but as long as they could track the virus. And then Companies and governments and media says, no, 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 they didn't, they didn't take the DNA in the 10%. And you're like, okay, they didn't take the DNA in the 10%. But what about the 90%? What happened to that? Did they just throw all those out? I have a real hard time believing that, especially because I told you from the beginning, just like you probably knew this from the beginning. It's pretty clean, clear, cut, and simple. It's really obvious. They were going to take those tests and they were going to use them to create a genetic database. I mean, how, how many times do we have to go through this? I mean, people just send their DNA into testing companies because why not? 
because it'll be fun. Where's my dog from? Where's my family from? What do you think they were doing with these swabs? They're ta- they prob- they're probably at the World Economic Forum. They're probably in uh, you know the under under the under the the control of the CCP right now. They've got all your swabs. It's like that giant medical database in the X Files that Mulder and Scully found in the mountain. Jesus Christ! What do you think they're doing with it? Now, I love this. Law professor and former chief White House ethics lawyer Richard Painter says he doesn't see a problem with the genomic sequencing of the virus because human DNA isn't being collected. Really? It's not being collected. Well, this this jackass from Harvard, he just said there's no need to test human DNA, but of course it will be on the swab. So even the jackass from Harvard said the DNA is on the swab. How could it not be? They took it from your body. Of course it's going to be on the swab. But ethics law professor Richard Painter says human DNA isn't being collected. If the CDC were to track how vari- want to just they want to just track how variants move from person to person, that's not a, a privacy or an ethical issue. Yeah, I need some scumbag quote unquote ethics lawyer telling me what's ethical or not. You took people's DNA. However, It's easy to work around that definition because, well, people went in there willingly and they said, test me because I could have COVID-19. So you did willingly give them your DNA. I mean, if you weren't smart enough to realize they stick this up nose, they pull out part of me, and then they put it into container, it's going to have your DNA on it. Or even the spit tests. <laughs> what? Remember the UK was like, we're going to ID you if you spit on the ground. We can ID you based on your DNA in a database. We'll know who spit or who spit out the gum and we'll come and arrest you. And the people that spit in the container are like, well, I'll just take a COVID test this way. <laughs> I didn't know they had my DNA. You spit in a container, idiot. Of course they have your DNA. And the, the, the scumbag ethics lawyers are like, no, not. it's not really unethical because... They're not really taking the DNA. They're taking the virus. When you start to realize that you are the virus to these people, then you realize, oh, they are taking my DNA, but they're actually taking the virus. Oh, I'm the virus, right? 10%. Just 10%. They took 10%. I I don't even know. Sometimes I just feel like quitting, you know? Of course, the CDC isn't going to publish the data because you're too stupid course the cdc lied they're taking those tests they're giving them to other countries laboratories wherever who cares right it's okay that, t- that was like two years ago at my, my dna's changed since then anyway doesn't matter it's pretty pretty incredible when we come back we're going to talk about pfizer and moderna stocks crashing and why that possibly is i'm ryan gable this is the secret teachings there's a lot more after this stay with us email us at rdgable at yahoo.com we'll be back So are we. KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. 
The Secret Teachings is finally available on nearly every podcast platform, from Apple and Spreaker to Spotify and Podcast Addict. Also available is TST Weekends. Search the show name and start listening today for free. If you want to avoid those annoying ads, subscribe to our ad-free archive with our oldest shows, a private RSS feed, our montage archive, and Ryan's digital books. Visit thesecretteachings.info. People ask me all the time what they can do to take control of their lives when facing a daily onslaught of dis- and misinformation. I say take control of your body and mind with water filtration. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on our affiliate sponsor link with Pro One Water Filters at the top of the page to search for a water filter for the home, camping trip, and even the shower. They filter countless contaminants and make a wonderful gift for friends, family, and yourself. That's Pro One Water Filters at thesecretteachings.info. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hold years of Ryan's research in your hands, visit the website and grab a physical and digital copy of Ryan's books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, magic, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. Food philosophy will change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. And remember, shipping is always included. Some restrictions exist for international. Visit thesecretteachings.info. We must seize the means of production. Stop it, Vlad. You know the rule. No communism. Mama, if we just get rid of all these successful people, we'll finally be happy. No, honey, that just means we'll all be poor. Freedom-loving parents have long been left alone to shoulder the burden of educating their children and passing down a love of liberty. While there are a few books that teach these ideas to adults, there seem to be fewer that teach them to children. The Tuttle Twins series changes all of that, helping parents convey the principles of freedom to their kids in a fun way. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on our affiliate link for the Tuttle Twins to get your curriculum and books today so that you can educate yourself and your children on how to adhere to the principles of liberty for all people. So if you have offspring and don't want them supporting socialism, then click the link and order the Tuttle Twins books today. Stalin has no stunning new achievements unless you consider killing millions of innocent people an achievement. For a lot longer than most podcasts have been around, The Secret Teachings has been at the forefront of unique investigation into both the mundane and the extraordinary. Critical thought and controlled speculation allowed us to determine that the much-anticipated UAP report would be vague, unexplained, and would simply imply the need for defense against national security threats. We determined that sonic weapons were the cause of Havana Syndrome a full year before CNN acknowledged the same. We told you about the mind-controlled magic, sex slavery, and intellectual theft in the music industry long before Britney Spears spoke out about her conservatorship, and we've been removed from radio for refusing to censor our show over international child trafficking networks and sex cults long before Epstein didn't kill himself. This has been done with no budget, only your support, and a will to learn and succeed. And you can continue to be a part of the Secret Teachings journey as we broadcast Monday through Friday after lighting the void with Joe Roop, right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. This is The Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings. Howdy, this is Joe Mars, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. I'm Clyde Lewis from Ground Zero Radio, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Thank you. 
I'm your host, Ryan Gable, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings Radio. If you'd like to contact us, you can email the show at rdgable at yahoo.com. Find us on social media, facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings. Also, Gab and Gitter. We have pages there. Secret Teachings or TST Radio should be able to find us, although Gab has... I don't know if it's the platform or it's somebody hacking into my computer, but Gab will not let me post hardly anything on my page. And I just started Gab. I've only got a couple of people that I'm even friends with on there, and I can't seem to post anything to Gab. So I don't trust Gab, personally. But we do have a Gab page. If that's user error, that's my bad. I don't know, but I don't really use Gab now because of that. We are on Gitter, though. Gitter seems to be a little bit better. Our website, www.thesecretteachings.info. You can find our full show archive there, thesecretteachings.info. The archive there, again, is free, and there's an RSS link. You can copy and paste and plug that into your podcast player or your browser to listen to the show that way. There is an embedded player there on the website, of course, with all the advertisements plugged into it. If you don't want the advertisements, though, You can subscribe to the full show archive, same website. You get access to an advertisement-free embedded player with all of our broadcasts. And there are other links on our website to all the old shows, our archives going back to 2013. Some of our original shows going back even further, I, I don't even have copies of or they're on a hard drive. They were never uploaded, but I mean, they're, it's not something you want to listen to anyway. It's, it's not, not, not really good stuff. It's, it's not even amateur. It's pretty bad, but you know, we have, uh, got seven, eight, eight years of archive there. It's a lot of radio on the website. You'll get access to the montage archive as well. Some new montages up there from last week into this week. Our Super Bowl montage is there. Our uh, moon fall or our hollow moon montage is there as well. You'll get access to my digital books, all of my books that I've written digitally. And those books are Food Philosophy, Occult Arcana, and The Technological Elixir. You can also buy those books separately on the website. Each book has its own page. It will tell you how to order those books. If you have any questions about ordering a book, subscribing to the show, or any of the content that we talk about, email us again at rdgable, rdgable at yahoo.com. That's rdgable at yahoo.com. And again, our website, www.thesecretteachings.info. We also have a Patreon with behind-the-scenes content. I've been uploading a lot of BTS videos there. And we have one affiliate sponsor that I promote as often as possible. That's Pro One Water Filters. doesn't cost you anything to check out their selection. Use the link on our website. If you do buy something, we get a small percentage. Pro One Water Filters, a link to their website is on our website, thesecretteachings.info. You have to click that link through our website to get there. And when you buy a book, you have to buy it on our website. If you're buying it anywhere else, it's you're you're being ripped off. Triple W dot the secret teachings dot 
I-N-F-O. We know the Centers for Disease Control is not going to release a lot of their data because they said that you'll just misinterpret it. This includes data on people that have been vaccinated, people that are of a certain age, a certain race, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Particularly 18 to 49-year-olds, they're not releasing that data. They're not releasing data on that age group for booster shots. Instead, they're relying on data from Israel, which I, I, I think that would imply that the U.S. data is even worse because Israel is like 90-plus percent vaccinated, right? They've got some of the highest cases of COVID in the world, but we're going to rely on their data? They're basically turning their booster shot into a fourth vaccine. Let's, let's rely on that data, yes. Because the CDC said you're too stupid to get it. Too stupid to understand it. And the CDC is acknowledging that 10% of those tests that you took up your nose... Well, those tests have been given to local, state, and federal health officials, clinical labs, academia, and they've been shipped around the world so other governments can have access to your DNA. And then, of course, you have people like this guy at Harvard, Albert Escario, who's like, well, I mean, unless you're a conspiracy theorist, uh, they do have your DNA, but they're only testing for the virus. Or law professor, former chief White House ethics lawyer Richard Painter's like, well, I don't really see a problem with the genomic sequencing. I don't see a problem with the genomic sequencing because the uh, the virus uh, is just being analyzed, not your DNA. So it's not really an ethical violation. I mean, do people actually listen to, to scumbags like that? And they're like, oh, well, he's an ethics lawyer, so he, he, he knows what ethics are. The virus sequencing is irrelevant. The point is, they collected your DNA. Now, the problem is, though, with that, doesn't matter if they announce it now. If you were stupid enough or naive enough or were fearful enough to go get a test and then you give them your saliva or your mucus or your brain matter because they stick the thing into your brain, then you've given them permission to take your DNA. Period. There's, there's no argument. There's no debate about that. There's nothing really unethical about it because you gave them permission to do it. I mean, even from, from whether it's a legal standpoint, an ethical standpoint, I, I really can't defend it. I, they're, they're right in this case because you gave them that information. Now, granted, was it coercive if the tests are fraudulent, if they're mostly, as evidence has shown, they are false positive? If some tests test positive without even being swabbed, if some laboratories are finding 100%, uh, 100% positivity rates, then you can start to say, well, maybe there's something wrong here. People were coerced, and the intention was to get the DNA of the person, not to get the DNA of the virus. That would be something that we'd have to look into further. That's personally what I believe, but on the surface, You've been gaslit very, very nicely by psychological experts, psychopaths who are experts in manipulating you, and it worked. They got your DNA. Now, in the meantime, we could take a look at Pfizer and Moderna, and the stocks of Pfizer and Moderna falling. 
I find this really interesting. I wanted to talk about this last week, but obviously we were off air a couple days because I had this really bad uh, sore, swollen, red, inflamed throat. And I was was perfectly healthy otherwise. I mean, I felt pretty run down over the weekend because it was just, I mean, by Saturday, it was like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. It was like the fourth day of just having my throat swollen up. I couldn't really eat any. I didn't even eat anything for like three days. I just drank juice and water and a lot of tea. And, um, I mean, I tried everything. I tried honey. I tried herbs. I, nothing worked. And then I'm, you know, someone's always going to say, well, we'll just go to the doctor. Why would I go to the doctor? You know, why would I go to the, go, go, so they can tell me to drink water so they can tell me to take antibiotics and destroy my gut microbiome. I don't think so. Look at it. Look at my throat now. It's getting better. It's going away. No help from a doctor. If I break my leg, then I'll talk to a doctor. Okay. If I need, uh, you know, surgery to remove, a. You know, remove something that I got impaled with. Maybe I'll talk to a doctor. I don't need to talk to a doctor every time I wake up with a, a sore throat. Okay, you know that's just that frustration that I have. I, I I don't do I don't I just don't trust doctors. But at the same time, you know, yeah, I can put honey on my throat, but that doesn't fix the problem. Honey doesn't fix the problem, and neither does you know taking. I took probably thirty different herbs. None of it helped. <laughs> None of it helped. Maybe I was taking the wrong herb, right? But none of it helped. Going to a doctor wouldn't have done anything different. But uh, I was off air last week for a couple of days. I wanted to talk about this because this is really big news. We'll start with this. Pfizer, yes, that's Pfizer-BioNTech. Pfizer has been warning for about, about 12 days, 12, 13 days of unfavorable preclinical or safety data that could impact their bottom line, that could impact their stock. Further information, according to emails, regarding the quality or the preclinical, clinical or safety data, included by audit or inspection. This is what Pfizer said. They have several different statements here in one of their emails that we have a copy of. Further information regarding the quality of preclinical, clinical, or safety data, uh, or audits, or inspections, etc. This is going to lead to a potential loss of projected income and a collapse in the stock. This was February 9th. On February 14th, just a few days ago, CNBC News reported that both Pfizer and Moderna's stock had fallen, Moderna by 11%, Pfizer by 2%, and BioNTech by 9%. Novavax fell by more than 11%, and Johnson & Johnson fell by about 1%, which is not you know a, a giant fall. On February 8th, Forbes reported Pfizer triggers $28 billion stock plunge after warning COVID vaccine sales may disappoint this year. Now, this is really interesting. This is really interesting. Based on the dates of these reports, Pfizer, this is Forbes, Pfizer triggers a $28 billion stock plunge after warning COVID vaccine sales may disappoint this year. February 8th. It says, despite the plunge, Pfizer CEO Adam Borla praised the firm's watershed results 
during a morning earnings call and pointed out expected overall revenue of about $100 billion next year would be a record high for the 173-year-old company. Now, there's a couple of problems here. Number one, they're projecting a $100 billion 2023. $100 billion. Well, 2022 into 2023. $100 billion year of revenue. That's a lot of money. Where are they going to get that money at? Because if the vaccines aren't doing that well, according to Forbes, because they don't need to sell as many now because the so-called Omicron variant is subsiding and people aren't in need of the vaccine, right? I mean, this is, I'm just telling you what Forbes is saying. Uh, Whether I believe that or not, or whether you believe that or not is irrelevant. We're talking about what Forbes is saying. Forbes is saying $28 billion stock plunge after warning COVID vaccine sales may disappoint this year. But then the CEO, and maybe this is just what a CEO is supposed to do, lie, says, well, next year we'll get $100 billion. I find that interesting considering that it comes parallel and simultaneous to inside emails from Pfizer, emails that are meant to warn shareholders and others of unfavorable preclinical, clinical, or safety data. This includes audits and inspections of their company products. And that as a result of this, this could cause stocks to tumble, etc. And at the same time, Pfizer saying publicly, no, it's not about anything except vaccine sales are going to disappoint this year. Okay. Then it was reported by Forbes on the 14th of February, a few days later, Moderna stock crashes. Moderna stock lost $140 billion. Now, th- this is stock. This isn't like they lost, they lost, you know, what the stock was worth. $140 billion as insiders sell millions of dollars in shares, including the CEO, Stephane Bonsell. The CEO of Moderna also deleted his Twitter page. They say it's been non-existent, you know, it's been inactive for a while. That's really, again, an irrelevant point. When you've got Moderna's CEO dumping millions in shares, when you've got Moderna losing $140 billion in value, and this is happening the same week as Pfizer has a $28 billion stock plunge, as Pfizer telling insiders to prepare for unfavorable preclinical and clinical or safety data by audit or inspection, etc. And you've even got CNBC and others reporting Moderna and Pfizer stocks are falling along with Novavax. And they keep telling us in the mainstream news, this is only because Vaccine sales are going to slump this year. Could it be vaccine sales are going to slump this year for whatever reason? Or could it be that a federal judge told the FDA 
a few weeks ago that it has to make public 55,000 pages a month of Pfizer's vaccine data. The federal judge in Texas ruled just a few weeks ago, about a month ago, that the FDA must, by the end of January, make public 12,000 pages of data relating to approval information pertaining to Pfizer-BioNTech's COVID-19 vaccine, and then they have to release 55,000 pages every 30 days after that until the 450,000 pages are made public. The FDA previously said that it would take eight minutes a page to process the records for the FOIA request. It could only review and release 500 pages a month. That's about 6,000 pages a year. They would need 75 years to release the data. However, in the ruling by U.S. District Judge Mark Pittman, the court, quote, concludes that this FOIA request is of paramount public importance and you will release the information. It is so ordered. I have the judge's decision here in front of me. The order and what the judge Mark Pittman said. You get a copy of this online. It's only four pages. The FDA shall produce more than 12,000 pages articulated in its own proposal on or before January 31st. So that has been made public. The FDA shall produce the remaining documents at a rate of 55,000 pages every 30 days, with the first production being due on or before March 1st of 2022 until production is complete. So they've released about 12,000 pages. I'm not sure if it's exactly 12,000. I don't have a, I don't have a, you know, the ink or the printer capacity to print out 12,000 papers, you know, pieces of paper. But I'm going to get the PDF of all this once it starts being dumped. But by March 1st. So, so here, here's something that we need to think about for a second. U.S. District Judge in Texas, Mark Pittman, says, you got to release this data. It's of paramount public importance. Release the data. You can release the, the 12,000 pages or so by the end of January. But then after that, on or by March 1st, you need to have the first 55,000 page data dump. Federal judge rules that. And as it becomes apparent that the FDA is going to have to dump this data, Pfizer starts quietly telling insiders, you need to be aware of unfavorable preclinical and clinical or safety data. And then Pfizer loses $28 billion in stock value. And then Moderna's CEO deletes his Twitter account and Moderna's stock crashes to the tune of over $140 billion. Even Novavax lost 11% of their stock value. Think about that for a second. U.S. District Judge says, FDA, Pfizer, you've got to release this information. The FDA has to release the information on why they approved the Pfizer community vaccine. Why they approved spike vaccine. Why did you approve spike vaccine community? So the FDA has to release this, and we're talking just days. They've got this whole month. They've got, they've got until like the end of next week, basically, to release the first 55,000 pages. That is a, a U.S. federal judge. You've got to release those documents by the end of February. According to the court order, 55,000 pages 
on or before March 1st, 2022. That's when you have to start. And it'll only, only take a couple of months because there's only it's like half a million pages. So 450,000, 55,000 is the first dump. Does anybody find it suspicious that the federal judge rules this and then as the FDA is getting ready to dump this by the end of February, which we're talking is just a few days, Pfizer and Moderna's stock plummet by billions, not even billions, hundreds of billions of dollars. The CEOs start dumping stock. Moderna CEO deletes the Twitter page, dumps stock. The overall company stock drops by hundreds of billions of dollars. Am I also supposed to think that's just a coincidence, right? That's just a coincidence too. Like, I'm not a smart person, I don't think. You know, I have lapses in memory. I I mispronounce things. Sometimes I, I misquote things. I don't have secret insiders. I'm not making myself look like something, you know, bigger than I really am. I've been doing radio for over 10 years. I've consistently been here. I missed three shows like last week because my throat swells up. I had three people cancel their subscriptions because they thought I was Heather waiting it, if you know what I mean. They think I can't be trusted because my throat swelled shut. It's kind of just ridiculous. Fine, cancel your subscription, leave because my throat was swollen shut. But, you know, I've been here consistently. And in radio, consistency is important. So people trust what I have to say because of that. People come and listen to this show because of that. Tens of thousands of downloads a week after the show goes live because of that. And it should be a lot more if this show wasn't censored and banned from virtually everything that it touches. I can't even post on Gab. All right? And Gab's a conservative platform. I can't even post on there because I'm blocked. It's not a complaint. Just the point is I have put my life into this. People trust what I have to say. And I've told you over and over and over and over and over and over and over again to question literally everything, including myself. They're putting a swab up your nose. I don't believe that that's what that's for. That's for DNA collection. That might as well be Ancestry or 23andMe. Then the CDC comes out and says, look, we were actually using this for collection of DNA, but it was the virus's DNA, not yours, but yours is on the swab and we gave it to foreign governments. And then the CDC is like, well, we got a bunch of information here about the vaccines, but we're not going to release that because you're too stupid to understand it. And a federal judge is like, you've got to release all this data. The FDA has to release all this data, 55,000 pages to start with by the end of February. And then mid to late February, Pfizer stock crashes, Moderna stock crashes. And Pfizer and Moderna are like, um, it's only crashing because we're not going to sell as many vaccines this year. No, it's crashing because what's going to come out in that 55,000-page data dump? So at this point, you know, I I don't make predictions, but it's pretty easy to predict the future when you know what the patterns are. And here's what's going to happen. You're going to have a bunch of hacks who are going to take that information, and they're going to take it online and they're going to share it they're going to misquote it they're going to misrepresent it yep just like the cdc said it's going to be misrepresented they're going to misrepresent the data and they're going to make pfizer and moderna look less guilty than they really are 
Then you're going to have people that are going to do honest work. They're going to be podcasters. They're going to be people that you've never heard of. They're going to be people that you listen to every day. They're going to read through the stuff. Okay, they're going to use, lose about a year of their life, and they're going to lose half their head of hair stressing to read through 55,000 pages of safety data. And God knows what else. And they're going to find things that are inconsistent. They're going to show that Pfizer lied, Moderna lied, etc. And then because of the morons who can't look at things objectively, the people that did real honest reading and research into what those documents say, they're going to look stupid and discredited. The morons are going to be promoted on social media. And then the mainstream media is going to take what the morons say and they're going to use it to discredit everybody. That's how it always happens. Okay, this is the safety, the safety and the effectiveness data of the vaccines. It's the equivalent of the Clinton emails where there's like real stuff in them, but people then start making other stuff up that isn't in the emails. And that's what's going to happen with these documents. Mark my words. So if you can get a copy of them, get a copy of them, save that copy, skim through it, read it. When you hear things, go back to the source and see what that source says. Don't just trust people that that's what the documents say. 55,000 pages in a couple of weeks. Pfizer and Moderna stocks crash. And Pfizer's like, ah, oh, it's just because, you know, I mean, we're just not going to sell as many vaccines this year. That's why the stock's crashing. Really? The stock, your stock's crashing? No, no, it's crashing because you've told insiders, look, unfavorable data is coming. You know, all the, the wonderful science, it's about to be made public. And it's going to be used as another psychological weapon to confuse and distort reality. Oh, and by the way, according to uh, a new study in the Journal of the American College of Cardiology, only a few people in the study because that's how they do these studies nowadays, uh, COVID-19 not only causes cancer and you know heart disease, it also causes blood clots now. COVID-19 causes the blood clots, not the vaccines. It's unbelievable. More after this here on The Secret Teachings, including a little bit about what's going on in Canada. It's kind of hard to believe. Parliament suspended pretty much the rule of law suspended in Canada. I think all you can do is pray for the Canadian people. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Stay with us. The Secret Teachings is finally available on nearly every podcast platform from Apple and Spreaker to Spotify and Podcast Addict. Also available as TST Weekends, our one-hour Saturday morning show. Search the show name and start listening today for free. And if you want to avoid those annoying ads, visit www.thesecretteachings.info and subscribe to our ad-free archive with some of our older shows included. You'll get a private RSS feed and access to the montage archive and my digital books. Subscribe today or listen to the free show archive at thesecretteachings.info. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hold years of Ryan's research in your hands, grab a physical and digital copy of his books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. Food philosophy will change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. Visit thesecretteachings.info.
So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on, 24-7, with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online, or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. This is Michael Strange from Troubled Minds. You are listening to KTLK, The Fringe FM. You are listening to The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings or visit the website at www.thesecretteachings.info People ask me all the time what they can do to take control of their lives when facing a daily onslaught of dis and misinformation. I say take control of your body and mind with water filtration. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on our affiliate sponsor link with Pro One Water Filters at the top of the page to search for a water filter for the home, camping trip, and even the shower. They filter countless contaminants and make a wonderful gift for friends, family, and yourself. That's Pro One Water Filters at thesecretteachings.info. You're listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com. Hey there, this is Greg Carlwood of the Higher Side Chats, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Well, 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 there is now a vaccine to help you lose weight, a game-changing weight loss drug. It'll be an injection made available in the UK that will help people with obesity. This one was, I don't even know what to think about it. I laughed, I cried, I got upset. People that eat too much, don't want to stop eating, they can get this injection, and it's basically an injectable version of a gastric sleeve. You ever watch 600-pound life? You know, doctor now, he gets in there, and he cuts them open, and he starts taking the stomach out. They remove 80% of the stomach, and then, you know, you leave just a tiny bit left, and then they have to drink liquid, and then, you know, hopefully they don't pop the band. A friend of mine from high school, he got gastric bypass surgery. Cut him open, cut his stomach up, put a band around it. This kid was pushing like 400 plus, well, he was over 400 pounds, 400 something pounds, had gastric bypass surgery, kept eating, 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 got bigger, 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 had sleep apnea, died. And you know what they said he died of? Yep, they said he died of COVID-19. 400 plus pounds had gastric bypass surgery and sleep apnea, not to mention, I think he had diabetes too. Horribly, horribly morbidly obese. But no, he died of COVID-19. 
He didn't suffocate in the middle of the night because he couldn't breathe because he had too much fat around his neck and his throat. He just died because of COVID-19. Uh, but now they have an injection. You, you get an injection and it'll, it's like an injectable gastric sleeve if you're too fat. They also have vaccines now for cancer. Not just any vaccines, though. RNA nano vaccines using graphene oxide for cancer. According to Reuters, risk of new heart problems jump after COVID. So what can we do about those heart problems? Well, we have, according to the USA Today, mRNA COVID vaccines helping millions with heart disease. And then, of course, HIV. They have a mRNA vaccine for HIV. If you missed any of that, there is now a, an injectable vaccine-like product for people that are too fat and can't stop eating. Literally, that's what it's for. But to be very serious here, there is mRNA technology already developed to treat cancer. mRNA technology for heart disease. mRNA technology for HIV all three of which are direct consequences of taking the COVID-19 vaccine. Cancer, heart disease slash heart problems, and HIV positive testing. But look, now they've got vaccines for HIV positive, they've got vaccines for heart disease, and they've got vaccines for cancer. Very, very convenient, wouldn't you say? But no, they're saying covid causes the cancer. COVID causes the heart disease. COVID causes the HIV, not the vaccines. And it's gone so far off the edge that according to, you know, Reuters and others put out these these like compilations of of, of different studies to give you these updates, updates on COVID-19. What's going on with COVID-19? What are the updates? And here's one of the updates. The Journal of the American College of Cardiology had a report published in it a few days ago, last Wednesday, about red blood cells damaged by COVID. And as soon as I read that, I said I saw red blood cells damaged by COVID cause blood vessel problems. And I thought, these SOBs, I bet they're going to claim now that COVID-19 causes the blood clots that people are experiencing. And lo and behold, that's precisely what they claimed. It says dysfunctional red blood cells contribute to the blood vessel injuries common in severe COVID-19, according to laboratory studies that also may suggest a way to treat the problem. Many patients hospitalized for COVID-19 are thought to have damaged uh, to the endothelial cells lining the blood vessels, which can lead to blood clots, organ impairment, and other complications. Listen to this. New findings from the blood of 17, just 17 people, 17 moderately ill COVID-19 patients just 17 moderately ill COVID-19 patients and 27 healthy volunteers confirm, quote, profound and persistent endo or endothelial, excuse me, endothelial dysfunction, end quote, as an effect of the coronavirus research reported on Wednesday of last week in that journal. So first of all, they say that it's people with severe COVID-19, but in the study, they only looked at 17 people with moderate COVID-19. 
how they differentiate the two, I, I don't think we'll ever know because everybody defines it differently. It says compared to the red blood cells in healthy people, those from COVID-19 patients, yes, the moderately ill, release few beneficial nitrics, uh, nitric oxide molecules and more detrimental inflammation causing molecules, according to Dr. Ali Mahdi of Karolinska University Hospital in Stockholm. In combination with elevated levels of certain enzyme, the inflammatory molecule injures the blood vessel lining, according to the team. As a result, the vessels cannot relax properly, thus giving you, get this, blood clots and organ impairment. So they don't say myocarditis or pericarditis, but this is preventing the muscles from relaxing properly. It's causing inflammation, meaning that it's causing the muscles to become inflamed. They're not relaxing. It's swelling. But they're not saying it's from a vaccine. And the spike protein, they're saying it's from COVID-19 itself. Very, very nice, don't you think? Don't you think it's lovely that scientists either believe it or they're being paid to go find the cancer and not all cancers caused by vaccines, okay? So let's, let's, be, let's be unbiased here. Not all the people with cancer, not the people with HIV diagnosis, not all of them, not all the people with, with heart disease. In fact, very few of the people with heart disease. are. These things aren't a result of getting a COVID-19 vaccine, all right? Because you're going to get the same, the same statistical uh, you know, uh, claims. It's already started where people have been saying, oh my God, everybody's going to die in the next two years. They're going to say the people that are dying of heart disease are dying of the vaccine. Just like for two and a half, three years, we heard people dying of heart disease weren't dying of heart disease. They were dying of COVID-19. Now the other side's going to say the very opposite. They're dying of vaccines. Let's be real here. People were dying of heart disease at a rate of 1,600 plus per day long before you ever heard of a coronavirus. People were dying of cancer treatments. People were dying of HIV treatments long before you ever heard of a coronavirus. People were dying of heart inflammation, various forms of heart disease. People were dying of strokes. People were dying of respiratory problems, neurological problems. That way before you ever heard of coronavirus 19 or any coronavirus. Because for some people, this is the first time they, they ever heard of a coronavirus. So they get confused and they're like, well, why is it saying in the Lysol container that it kills coronaviruses? Because coronaviruses are something there are literally hundreds of them thousands of them if not tens of thousands of, of what scientists have you know studied and identified whether they cause disease is is up for debate but the point is there's a lot of coronaviruses so people have been dying to these things long before COVID-19 right but here's the thing COVID-19 vaccines do cause cancer according to the research they do cause heart inflammation according to the freaking inserts of the vaccines. COVID-19 vaccines do cause HIV positive tests, according to, I don't know, everything from mainstream media to major universities to vaccine clinical studies that are done, you know, publicly, you can just, it's out, it's out there in the open in the big, in the journals. And that's, they had to stop the, the vaccine trial in Australia because people were testing positive for HIV. All right. So it does cause heart problems. It does cause cancer, it does cause HIV, and it does, admittedly, the CDC says it causes blood clots. I mean, they've been tracking a lot more than that, but admittedly blood clots. So you've got four major things here. Others have been saying, including former Pfizer 
Executives, including top doctors in the EU, have been saying that this vaccine is going to, with the spike protein, it's going to cause infertility, it's going to terminate pregnancy in some stages, it's going to prevent formation of the placenta. Now, the inserts for the vaccine say it doesn't affect the fetus. That's obviously different than the placenta. So you've got five main things here. Now, they've told us from Israel to the United States and all around the world that the increase in menstrual problems, like increased bleeding, the increase in women having spontaneous abortions, the increase in people dying of blood clots or people suffering complications of blood clots, of a swollen heart, myocarditis or pericarditis, of people having HIV tests that are positive. Even that disgusting prince said, everybody should get an HIV test. Why? Why should we suddenly all get an HIV test? And of course, the rates of cancer, all these things, all these five things, cancer, HIV, heart problems, blood clots, and pregnancy issues, all those things, not to mention neurological problems, but that's something different. All five of these things, they've all said these five things, all five of these things, these are all caused by not the vaccine. They're caused now by COVID-19. I can pull up study after study. The Israelis said that the birth defects, that the spontaneous abortions, all of that's caused by COVID-19, not the vaccine. HIV positive tests, it's being caused by the vaccines, of course, but they're saying, no, that's because of new HIV variants. Good thing that Moderna has an HIV mRNA vaccine. They're saying the cancer is not being caused by the vaccines. That's actually, that's something that can be caused by COVID-19. So all these things, again, let's go through them one more time. Pregnancy issues, you know, placenta not forming, uh, spontaneous abortions, blood clots, heart problems, HIV, and cancer. These are not caused by vaccines, and certainly not all of them are caused by vaccines anyway, but they're actually caused by COVID-19. That's what we're being told now. When these numbers and all of these categories have exploded, even when the CDC says, yes, blood clots caused by the vaccines, even when mainstream media and big studies and the companies say, yes, not only blood clots, but yes, HIV positive is a result of vaccine. Yes, heart swelling is a result of the vaccine. Yes, cancer can be caused by the vaccine. It tampers with the code in your body. Of course, that can cause abnormal cellular development. That can cause cancer and many other things, including neurological problems in the brain. That was in some of the original testing and reports that came out. And of course, problems with the placenta and the you know fertility of the woman. So, and even the man for that matter. So why are we now being told that all these things that were just conspiracy theories are now caused by the, by the COVID-19 virus, right? The SARS-CoV-2. Because they're just covering for what the vaccines have done. And then you have, unfortunately, people that are saying that all of this is a result of the vaccine when it's it's not. People die of cancer. People die of cancer treatments. People die of diabetes and heart disease and things like this all the time. So we need to be careful on how we analyze this because it's not all the vaccine. But the vaccine surely is responsible for a lot of this stuff. And, uh, you know, a lot of people testing positive now for certain diseases 
it's because there wasn't testing being done for about two years and people were being kicked out of hospitals. Same thing with crime rates. Yeah, crime rates have certainly skyrocketed in a lot of parts of the country, but part of that is because of the way that the data is collected. Some of that data that has just now been released in places like Chicago, for example, yeah, it's out of control, but some of that data is only showing that because that data was collected during a period after the lockdowns. So more people come outside, crime rates start to go back up. Doesn't mean that, you know, in all places, they're not going up further from what they were before. It, it's all about context. That, that, that matters. So context matters so much. Context matters, uh, matters a lot. If you don't have context, you don't really have much of a story or you have whatever story, you know, someone wants to sell you, someone wants to tell you. Now, uh, tonight's show has just kind of been a, a, a mix-up of uh, everything that, that I've been accumulating over the last couple of days, having been off air, from the, well, now they've got a mRNA vaccine for HIV, for heart disease, and they've got one for cancer, very convenient, to the U.S. federal district judge ruling that by the end of this month, Pfizer has to watch all their documents be dumped by the FDA, 55,000 of 450,000, and then suddenly Pfizer stock plummets, and Pfizer's like, no, it's because we're not selling as many vaccines. No, Pfizer, it's because by the end of the month, all of your dirty laundry has to be made public, according to a federal judge. That's why Moderna's stock is falling as well. And of course, uh, there's actually some good news, too. A uh, federal appeals court, which also involves um, federal district judge Mark Pittman, same judge that ruled that for Pfizer's, you know, for the FDA to dump that information. Uh, A three-judge panel in the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit ruled two to one uh, to return this issue to district judge Mark Pittman uh, of the United Airlines vaccine mandate. They ruled that the plaintiff's alleged harm is going to be something that is unable to be remedied later. Therefore, what's happening to these airline employees is they are actively being coerced to violate their religious convictions. And because that harm is irreparable, we reverse the district court's decision, so they're sending it back to the district court. That is good news, because that will affect the rest of the country. And then, of course, there's another... This is, I mean, I just, I just sat there and read, read this entire lawsuit. Uh, U.S. District Court for the Northern District of Texas, Fort Worth. Plaintiffs versus the CDC and a handful of other defendants. This is about masks on planes. That is a suit that looks very promising that that actually might, might be won. Uh, the mask mandate might be dropped. So these are things that the mainstream media won't report on. These are... These are positive cases. So I collect a lot of stuff this week. I wanted to share with you as much as I possibly could. The CDC is saying a lot of your swabs actually went to uh, local, state, federal, academia, and clinical labs. And it was just given away to people around the world. And the CDC is not releasing a lot of data because they said, well, you just you don't understand it. You'll misinterpret it. All of this information, if you want copies of anything, email me at rdgable at yahoo.com. I've got a bunch of shows planned for this week. I've got a show on the hollow moon based on that 
new movie that came out called Moonfall. So the Hollow Moon show, that I'm really excited about that. That's going to be a good show. I'm also going to do a show on the truckers in Canada because I haven't done a show on that yet. So that's something to look forward to this week. Uh, and I'll give you a little sample of that. I was, I was stunned, but I shouldn't be at this point. When I saw that the Prime Minister of Canada, and I know we got a lot of listeners in Canada, Prime Minister of Canada literally suspended Parliament, then allows the officials to call in, and then when they call in, they're censored in live time for bringing up the fact that Justin Trudeau is effectively working for the World Economic Forum and Klaus Schwab. Literally. Literally. Parliament is suspended. The emergency powers that the Canadian government is enacting are becoming permanent. That's according to uh, Christia Freeland, who's on the board of trustees for the World Economic Forum, who's also, you know, she's the deputy prime minister in Canada. And uh, she's working directly for the World Economic Forum. It's on their website. But, but this is what happens when you're a member of parliament and you bring that up. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. And I listened to my colleague's speech. I had a constituent. That- and and these, are, these are video audio calls. So they're not even in the parliament building because they've been sent home. Parliament's been suspended by Justin Trudeau. Wanted me to ask a question or about Klaus Schwab. outside interference to our democracy. Klaus Schwab is the head of the World Economic Forum, and he bragged how his subversive WWF World Economic Forum has quoted infiltrated governments around the world. He said that his organization had penetrated more than half of Canada's cabinet. And I was wondering, in the interest of transparency, could the member please name which cabinet ministers are on board with the WEF's agenda? My concern is the deputy. Uh, order, order, order. I, I know it was. I know the, uh, the member was in a, a really good, good question there, but the 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 audio is really, really bad, and the video is really, really bad as well. And it goes on from there. That's that's literally, that's literally, a member of the Canadian Parliament asking a real question, and then being cut off, and being accused of spreading disinformation. Um, and I and I and I apologize. I don't know if if the member. Okay, uh, let's let's uh, let's try again. The honourable the, the, the honourable member for Timmins James Bay. Mr. Speaker, that member was promoting open disinformation. That's not debate. We have to call out disinformation. Uh, we'll get into debate again. I wouldn't be surprised if that individual is working for the World Economic Forum. Here's Klaus Schwab saying that you know, well, they've they've pretty much infiltrated everything, including well. Canada and Trudeau. I have to say, um, when I mention our names like Mrs. Merkel, um, even uh, Vladimir Putin and so on, they all have been young global leaders of the World Economic Forum. Mm -hmm. But um, what we are very proud of now is the young generation like uh, Prime Minister Trudeau, um, President of of, uh, Argentina. And it it just goes on and on and on. I, I, I am I am honestly really without words. I, I don't even know what to say. Trudeau's deputy, Christia Freeland, who literally works for the World Economic Forum, talking about making the emergency powers permanent, taking bank accounts, freezing bank accounts, taking your assets, taking property, 
and not just for the truckers, but spreading this to anybody who supports the truckers, donated money, people who bring them food or bring them beverages, people who ideologically support them, people who just say, well, I I don't even care about the truckers. I just don't want to be vaccinated. Well, now you have your bank account frozen too. I hope the Canadian people realize what this is. And as an American, it's kind of frightening because, you know, I'm down here in the Southwest. I was up in New York, much closer to Canada, but even being down here, Canada's just right there over the border. That's pretty terrifying. And it's amazing that our government loves stopping tyrants. Don't we love being the police force of the world? But when we have a petty tyrant like Justin Trudeau up in Canada, our State Department does nothing. They're too worried about truckers driving from California to Washington, D.C. in a couple of days to do anything about the tyranny in Canada. And why do we even have this discussion? Why was Parliament even suspended in Canada? They're using people's protest. They're using people's right to voice their opinion, calling it terrorism, and using it to shut down debate. I personally don't think that a protest of that capacity is the way to solve this problem. I think that there are other ways to solve this problem. But ultimately, it's part of that natural inhaling and exhaling, that natural breath of tyranny and liberty. It's all throughout history. Now, in the end, tyrants tend to to lose. Problem is, this is a global authoritarian state. There aren't any groups of allies that will come to one country or another country's defense. If we allow this to take hold over the entire world, there won't be anything to save us. That's not fear porn. That's that's reality, and it's, it's really scary. Being informed is probably the only way that we can, we can even mount a resistance to it. All based on two weeks to flatten the curve, right? I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Thank you so much for tuning into the broadcast tonight. Please go to Patreon, become a patron. Please subscribe to our archive, especially after this last week. We definitely need your support. www.thesecretteachings.info. Grab a copy of one of my books. Keep us on air Monday through Friday. We also have a new logo that we're going to be debuting on Facebook this week. So check that out. We're going to put that on t-shirts as well. Email us at rdgable at yahoo.com. Check out the show on all the social media platforms, Gab, Gitter, Facebook, and leave us a comment or a review on some of the podcast radio players. Really appreciate that. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. We'll be back all this week exclusively on the Fringe FM. You can also subscribe to the show and montage archive while grabbing my books at thesecretteachings.info. To get in contact with us, you can email the show at rdgable at yahoo.com. Stay tuned to KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM.